1: Hi, it's Spider-Man 2 Day. How are you feeling? Are you webbed up to the gills?
2: I'm, I'm so excited. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're surrounded by so much coverage. Our own Dan Durkin got a, the 19 inches version a whole like 24 hours early or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, he did. And he was just sending us pictures of it going, like, oh my god, I, I, I think I've got a headache. I think I need to take some time off work <laughs> or whatever it is. And um, it's just one of those things where I think like the level of hype that surrounds this game feels like it hasn't been, there hasn't been a big talking point in gaming since, at least to me, like Elden Ring. I feel like that's, you know, when everyone Mm -hmm. comes around a certain game and um, I kind of miss it I just I feel like we used to have a lot more of them I don't know if that's just me being an old man but I I like when every single all the casual people that we know all the non-gamers who still have consoles get in touch to be like Hmm. oh should I get this right should I get this early I'm going to pre-order it and uh, I have a mate he's a big lad called Dave and I always use him as a a walking yardstick of like whether the actual populace (laughs) cares about something and my mate Dave got in touch going should I get this and I was like okay that's how you know exactly that
2: yeah and you get messages (laughs) from someone that you don't expect or maybe that you do get expect but you don't Hear from them otherwise, and it's just yeah. like I just need your opinion on this video game thing. For mm-hmm. me, it's nice because I, I, you know, I think I said a, a while ago on the podcast that I hadn't played the original game or Miles Morales yeah. until this year. Uh-huh. Um, when I was like, I'm kind of interested in Spider-Man too. Do I? watch the games on YouTube or do I play them and you guys were like no you need to play both of them and so for me this is now the entry point like I've got that moment now where I'm caught up with everyone so I can be <laughs> excited you know this is like my first game in the series
1: because how oh, was like really? we've got loads of loads of questions I should obviously say this is the Entitled the podcast the UBP the UBP the UBP where we take as many talking points questions whatever else is going on in in the industry as possible but in regards to Spidey stuff um, you play in Spidey 2018's one of them Miles Morales how were they in 2023 did they feel like they'd skip like have they anything stand out as not holding up
2: I don't think so there were yeah I 100%ed the first game so clearly I was invested enough which is Mm -hmm. not something that happens very often with me in terms of 100%ing things but Mm. yeah there was I don't know part of me maybe felt like it felt like something was a little bit missing from the first game Mm. but it's six years old at this point so maybe Mm -hmm. it was just that where it's like I'm really interested to see what they take from Morales into 2 and stuff like that and how it Mm -hmm. differs I just yeah I had a really good time with it to be honest and I played it a little bit earlier in the year so I've given myself a little bit of a gap just to Mm -hmm. sort of Take a rest from it, and now I'm fully ready to, to swing back around. Manhattan I'm so and, oh.
1: like, because we've got, I would really recommend everybody go check out Ewan's review. He um, put the whole thing together. All of us were like, for the love of God, don't tell us anything. We don't <laughs> yeah, even I really don't know. I don't want to watch it. We know that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's great. Um, but even me, who was like put it on YouTube and stuff, I was like, I'm just going to trust that you say things that I don't need to block or whatever it is. I'm sure it's fine. Um, but yeah, but don't tell us anything. So I, I know nothing about the story other than just, you know, there's Peter Parker, there's Miles Morales, and Venom is in there somewhere. And That's about it.
2: I've caught a... I wouldn't say spoiler. I think it's an early on villain like that you get to face, Uh unfortunately, on social media today. But yeah, as we record now, it's literally release date. So Mm. hopefully... You, I, and everyone else listening to this have mostly made it to the point, spoiler-free now, where we can all enjoy yeah. it properly.
1: It's one of those things when you review a game where you get through it and then you're bulletproof to everything. So it's like when someone yeah. says, "Oh, there's a leak doing the rounds," you and like, "I'll go in because I've got the shield and it's fine now, <laughs> and they can't they can't <laughs> hurt me." And so like, he was checking out Twitter threads and saying that there that apparently was a leak or something in the past couple of yeah. weeks. Um, but I, like I said, so far I haven't seen anything. Um, but yeah, we'll be getting stuck into that. Like I said, the review is already online. We have a tips and tricks video coming up because we did them for um, 2018 Spidey and Miles Morales as well. And we'll have a Spider Man 2 one. Um, the office has just been ravaged by sickness and illness and people being off and whatever. Um, and so Ewan's off at the minute. But we'll have stuff together in the coming weeks. Until then, um, please enjoy our voices. We do have a question from uh, Lies of Wayne who says Who's the best Spider Man, Peter or Miles? What's you got? What's you got to say?
2: <laughs> I don't know. That's such a hard question to answer. Like. I really like that they've made Miles such a fixture of the insomniac stuff. Like what Mm -hmm. an interesting, obviously I wasn't there in 2018 when it came out, but what an interesting sort of pivot to have both of them in. When Mm -hmm. I remember saying this, this is not answering the question at all, by the way, I'm being a coward. (laughs) I remember saying to you guys in the office that my like wild out there prediction for the next game is that Peter is not going to be a big factor and it. it's going to be Miles and like another spider person, potentially mm. Gwen, who's been rising in popularity over the last few years with the Spider-Verse and stuff. Mm-hmm, I'd mm-hmm. love to see them do that. Gwen is my favourite spider person. Shocking.
1: Shout um, Well, she's also been, of been two, there, though it in be Spider-Verse, it, like, yeah
2: yeah she's great
1: I didn't grow up with Miles at all like the only comics that I read when I was a kid sure. were always Spidey and then my main touch um, like, drone with Spider-Man was the animated series it was the old Fox series mm-hmm. so like I had a maid who collected the comics and I would read them when I was around his house but for me other than video games like that original PS1 Spider-Man game which I is my personal favorite one the one that's narrated by Stan Lee like I love yeah. that thing um, so I've always grown up with Peter, so I never really knew anything about Miles and I remember seeing him I know the artwork and everything and then um, yeah the most exposure I got to Miles was in the first Spider-Verse movie and I was like this is awesome like, Spider-Verse is like a perfect film like not a wasted yeah, second sure. in that thing and then I quite liked how much um, 2020's Miles Morales has quite a few like similar beats like with the Prowler and his uncle and things like that and mm-hmm. maybe that just is Miles Morales canon 101 so I'm quite looking forward to in Spidey 2 like finding out more about him kind of thing because I know very little so I I don't think it's, it doesn't make him the best. Peter's the one that I know the most of, the right. most Spider-Man. That's, that's but, why yeah. I
2: lean towards Miles, because it's kind of refreshing, mm. right? Everyone makes jokes Definitely. about the, oh, we've got to do another origin story. How does Uncle Ben die this time kind of thing, <laughs> you know? But with Miles, it's like, yeah, I think the character's only, what, like 20 years old or something um, mm-hmm. in terms of publishing history, I should say. Uh, mm-hmm. Been around about 20 years, so it still feels quite fresh and exciting.
1: I remember like reading about um, in the main canon. I think it's is Spider Man Six One Six is the the main universe. I know this is a, yeah. this is a level of inside baseball that <laughs> five people are, are nodding, um, but still they uh, reset everything. I remember like seeing that online a good few years ago, where like I'm sure Mephisto came in and just sort of right. like, reset everything because internally there was a whole thing inside Marvel where they were like, well, we can't have Peter be like married and have kids and do all that stuff because it's not what it's the like, hell in. stories are we going to tell? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like he's he can't be satisfied. We got to do something something else. so we need to find a way of like putting him back to resetting stuff um, so I think that was a whole thing to try and maintain the sort of uh, the Spider-Man 101 that a lot of people know and um, mm. but it, which is always interesting when any version of Spidey gets to that point like even the MCU one kind of had to reset him a bit take everything away make a new reality where he's just by himself again um, and then with Spider-Man 2 like I said I have no idea what the story is and um, but we're getting into that territory where we're moving away from when people think of Spider-Man like the, the little boxed in version of him and um, that you see in like the early Raimi movies or something like that, that doesn't mm get to achieve anything, because the creators always have to find some way of knocking him back again. Mm. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, Brandon Monfreda said, um, Spider-Man games, can they actually keep this momentum up? Will 2.503 be as good, or will they eventually, or will they um, get stale? Um, this is interesting, because I feel like there's already some conversation doing the rounds as to the open-world design of um, 2018 Miles Morales, that it's like Ubisoft light. And uh, I didn't mm. mind that. I found it very like addictive and quite easy and quite moorish to just be like, okay, a few more crimes, I'll just unlock more of the map. Tower based map unlocks in the 2018 one um and so what do you think of that because we were talking about things that we're going to be covering and you were mentioning you know like trying to do something about spider-man 3 like if they, if this is a nice little trilogy do they i mean it's already kind of a trilogy if you class miles right but, um number trilogy do you think like they just kind of keep the same open world design make it like that or do you have to shake something up massively for the final installment
2: yeah i think you do i really think you do because at least mm. with the <laughs> You can go bigger like they've done this time around, which is totally cool and exciting. I'm very interested in that aspect of it. But you can't just go bigger again next time. Yeah. Because A, that's boring. And B, obviously then you get a problem of like, well, now the map's just too big. It's the same, but now there's an extra new part. So I don't know what they had to flip the world upside down and take it to some <laughs> weird universe, alternate Manhattan... You know, Mm -hmm. that seems like a very comic book thing to do. Take him to another Spider universe. Hey, maybe that's how you get Spider-Gwen in there.
1: I'll tell you what, (laughs) that would be great, actually. That's that's the thing. I have no idea whether Gwen Stacy's in this. Like, I don't I don't know. I have no idea. I've yeah, I don't know played. if she's mentioned in 2018 or, or Miles, or if Captain Stacy's mentioned or whatever. But like, I quite like, and I've again, I have no idea what happens in Spidey Two. I've I've seen a part of the opening sequence, and I think that's what you were referencing before. There's a certain villain, and um, quite a big villain, um, mm-hmm. that is at the uh, the beginning of the game. Right. I quite like that until this point, it's been relatively grounded. I didn't like. Um, you finished, yeah, you finished Miles Morales. The end of that game, um, the very very end, you like go to space for a quick second, and it becomes like, inju- it becomes, I mean, like an injustice. I it I think I'd it. Well, into space. It's pretty much but- to me. It felt like this is really over the top for like flying way up into the clouds for this big finisher. Mm-hmm. It looks gorgeous. Um, I do feel I play- like
2: that's opening the doors a little bit for a bit more fantastical mm-hmm. stuff. Maybe I think that's mm-hmm. possibly. And again, you and I have not played Spider-Man Two, so we can't spoil anything. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that. that that kind of stuff is in the sequel more and you might get more of that in a third game we've got a long time to wait though either way obviously because it's going to be wolverine first so it yeah. f- remains to be seen whether or not people are as it sounds silly but interested in another spider-man game by that point mm. or maybe I will, we'll be slightly tired over. out by and maybe insomniac will be slightly tired out by doing mm-hmm. superhero games and want to do something different
1: I can't imagine what... It's weird as well, right? Because in general, I don't know where you are on superhero fatigue in general, but I was so into it. Like, I mean, I followed everything from the first Iron Man. Like I said, grew up with these characters, read some of the mm-hmm. comics, played all the games, and then loved the rollout of the MCU. I've not been into superheroes anywhere near as much since Endgame. And so yeah, when we have these kind of conversations, like, there's obviously a part of me that still cares. There's a part of me that's like, oh, cool, Wolverine. Yeah, sure. Like, but I, it's, I don't have the... Oh my God, I need to see what is happening. I just don't have that anymore. <laughs> Um, and also like in terms of games like for me there's the comparison point of like the x-men origins wolverine game that was brilliant like the one that raven did years ago where it was just god of war with with um, wolverine and the healing factor was really cool and so it's one of those things where like you know we can talk about like oh maybe there's going to be an insomniac shared superhero universe because i <laughs> right. have to imagine that conversation's happening to some level because develop- they have some sort of rights thing here um, and maybe wolverine's in spidey too. i have no idea and so it's like that is a weird talking point now because i feel like over the last sort of 10 years the idea of shared universes and things crossing over was so much more exciting whereas now it's almost like a foregone conclusion like nearly everything has a multiverse now anyway so it's just i don't know where you're at on all that stuff in general but i'm kind of just like i want it to be grounded i want it to be to not be fantastical and ridiculous i want a nice character story
2: i get that totally and yeah there's definitely a ceiling on what i would want out of the fantastical element of if there is one in the Spider-Man games, Mm. I actually would like them to keep the Wolverine thing completely separate, but I wouldn't Mm -hmm. be surprised if the mid-credits scene is an allusion to that because that's their next game in theory mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah i don't i'm the same as you i dropped off i knew before i was going into endgame that this is it for me i'm done after this right. i can't do anymore mm-hmm. and uh feels like i got out at the right time <laughs> by everyone else's <laughs> experiences with what phase are they on now five oh god I, I think
1: five is is wrapping up but five was like <laughs> all the tv know. shows and stuff and then I the do Kevin Feige was like, oh, I think we're going to reboot everything. And I was like, no, (laughs) just you need to rest it. Like you need to rest the IP and let people remember why they cared in the first place. Mm. there's way too much happening um, but yeah so we'll see I think the Spidey stuff is really really cool I'll tell you what I really want to um, take away from this is how incredible Insomniac are like I think that their run has been insane like mm-hmm. um, going from Spider-Man mul- multiple Ratchet and Clank games um, and then even managed the remaster of Spidey um, for the PS5 launch and everything and it's just like I think they're a, a, a gem studio and I've, I've always been a huge fan of Insomniac but it's just and you know you can point to the things that allow them to do that like the map carrying over so much from Spidey 1 to 2 um, but it, it doesn't knock the polish and yes. like just the feel of those games. That like yeah. is
2: one thing that makes me I'm not even a big Wolverine person, like as a mm. character, it's never been something that's drawn me in, but I probably will get that game based on their prior output and the quality of yeah. it. And I'm really excited to see how different it's going to be completely totally different from spider-man like as you say a brand new map completely different world design
0: mm-hmm. almost
2: certainly and the navigation obviously going be completely different because you won't be flying around so i'm really <laughs> excited to see what modern insomniac could do with a, a completely different style of open world
1: also, they've not done, uh, I'm trying to rack my brains now, I don't think they've ever done, like, an adult game, like, something that's really gory or, like, something like that. And I don't need my Wolverine game to be full of viscera, but, like, you think of, like, the Logan movie, how mature that was, and it had mm. some certain gory scenes in it, especially the intro, and I'm like, that's what I want them to try. Can can they do a mature story? I don't need it to be Naughty Dog. I don't need it to be, like, you know, super shoegazy kind of thing, even though I love that stuff too, um, mm. but I'm just curious. That's kind of become the Sony house style to some degree, like, God of War's kind of like that a bit. Sure, um, yeah. to different degrees and it's it's one of those things where like does Wolverine have a sidekick do they bring in um, like a small child like they had in Logan and just last mm-hmm. of us like they've been doing with a lot of their part, uh, first party stuff um, but yeah like there's not been a linear Wolverine game since the Origins game and that was like 2007 or something. So it's been ages um, to even try and think about that stuff. Um, question from Willie Raya who said there's an Ubisoft produced animated series developed by Adi Shinkar uh, called Captain Laser A Blood Dragon Remix that's currently trending. Rayman's on it and he's swearing. Thoughts on this? Uh, it also seems like the, the characters are referencing Splinter Cell, Assassin's Creed and more. Um, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording. I forgot this was coming out. Um, kind of part of the, the wider Ubisoft revitalization thing they've got going on where it's like... Sam Fisher's in uh, Rainbow Six, and we're doing all these animated series, and we have an animated Spin the cell movie coming out, a TV mm-hmm. show coming out. And um what do you think of all this stuff? Like trying to do like a <laughs> for the kids <laughs> animated this is, uh, thing uh,
2: for the uh, for the kids, for the kids. Uh, dropping the big old F bomb. <laughs> um Yeah, it's so weird. I remember this being announced. I think it was at like Summer Game Fest or something a few years ago. It was a really yes. odd trailer. Um, and it, yeah as implied by the name it's kind of in the blood dragon far cry 3 universe mm-hmm. but i actually kind of like this as like when we talk about rayman and sam fisher as characters that have not really done a whole lot especially rayman recently <laughs> um it's nice to see them thrown into this weird nutso universe and do something unexpected and out there mm-hmm. and also by the way the the show also contains, <laughs> for the wrestling fans, Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes as themselves. Does it?
1: I didn't know that. I would have been there by the day way, way.
2: Means that there's a WWE AEW crossover in this weird show. So Ooh. I'm really, I'm really interested to see what this is. I recently Unless... switched my Netflix back on. I, I unsubscribed right. a little while ago because I wasn't using it, but I turned it back on for Castlevania Nocturne, and it's still Shout. activated. And yeah, this literally dropped yesterday. I had no idea it was coming. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll give this a go. What is it? Six episodes? Yes. Yeah, like three. I'd hours. say what's fascinating
1: cool. with Ubi is like, um, I didn't play. No, I did. I played the very, very beginning. Do you play Elite Squad when they try to put Elite Squad on phones? And that was no. like. They try to do this thing where they were like Sam Fish is coming back, and then he was in Elite Squad, and then it was a mobile game where they tried to like Avengers their properties, and it was like, but they didn't have any, like they didn't have enough people to pull from, so it was like it's the Ghost Recon guy who's just a military dude, it's the Rainbow Six guy who's a military dude, and it didn't really work, and it was like look at them all in this squad together, um, and it was weird. and It was around about that time that like um, Sam was put in Rainbow Six, but he was called Zero, and it was just like mm. what the hell is this? And I feel like they're trying that again, where they're sort of mixing all these things together. This works um, a lot. Better yeah. because
2: there's a bunch of like original characters and stuff in it to like pan mm. it out as well
1: well that's the thing it's like if they're gonna try and do this if ubisoft have seen the the multiversal shared universe light and as ubisoft loves to do let's do our version of it kind of thing um then to some degree you might as well mix those things together but i would hope that if they're doing sam fisher that you've got michael ironside or if you're doing assassin's creed you bring Ezio in and you i forget the name of the dude that voices Ezio, but you have like him or edward kenway or some of the Is main it characters Roger craig smith i think um, Bertio.
2: Yeah, is that right? Am I? Ah, maybe. Up? I'm
1: not sure. <laughs> it, it could Wikipedia be Wikipedia. I go. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Craig Smith gets around. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where if you're going to do this, then you have to have the right kind of tone for it. And yeah, like you said, I'm up for seeing it. Um, Ubisoft have been all over the place, like in terms of. Um, anything positive, <laughs> like I, I don't like right. Assassin, Assassin's Creed Mirage, but I feel like they just, you know, in terms of their general management, like the Ghost Recon series is just like flattened now because Breakpoint was such a terrible seller, and um, even though it did get patched quite a lot, and again, spent to sell stuff, the DLC is quite cool. Um, but yeah, the idea of the Ubisoft crossover animated show is at least fresh. I'm not seeing other people do that. Um, and Ali Shankar's stuff as well. He was the um, his animation studios who helped make Castlevania. Mm-hmm. So um, in and the they first just dropped
2: t- the teaser for Devil May Cry, didn't they, a couple of weeks ago? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like whatever. Uh, whether this kind of continues to be a success, specifically this Captain Laserhawk thing or whatever, mm-hmm. it's just nice to see this kind of thing. Like I'm excited by these yeah. little short run video game anime adaptations. We have got um, uh, what's the Capcom one with the samurai uh, Onimusha. On well, Amisha's show yeah. coming out at some point this year, next year, whatever. Like, this this, it's really cool. It's a nice little addition.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award
2: information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number
0: store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass.
1: yeah we should touch on that for a sec because there's there's like a whole influx on like uh, Castlevania sort of led the way and Mm -hmm. then we've already had uh, Dota and Dragon's Dogma um, and Dragon's Dogma was more of like a 3D style and I guess parts of Dota were as well but um, I love the first Castlevania like Nocturne isn't massively doing it for me I just think I love Trevor Belmont so much more than Richter (laughs) in terms of these versions Um, but all four seasons of Castlevania are phenomenal and like season one if you're on the fence if you're thinking like I don't know if it's for me each episode's only 20 minutes long and there's only four of them for the first season that thing is immaculate even if you just do the pilot um you'll get why it's a big deal but um that general push into it has not even have a name but like American anime or whatever like there's a lot right. especially in Nocturne there's a lot of stylistic stuff art, art direction stuff that feels like it's coming from like Japanese or standard anime and I think that's kind of interesting um, but like you said there are so many projects that are now being greenlit and it's interesting whether they are testing the waters for full game releases like Onomusha has been a talking point for like 15 years now about doing another one because mm-hmm. that series fell off after Onomusha 3 and so like I'm just glad to see them but um, it's i'm curious how much they're part of a marketing strategy I and mean, i guess everything is to some degree and how much it's netflix pursuing specific things
2: maybe but it is really interesting that the, all the examples we've given there with this with devil may cry perhaps being the exception but even then it's like franchises that are just not doing a lot as you say on emotion, mm. nothing castlevania it's been a dead series unfortunately really oh, yeah. for a long time and it it desperately needs something. Please, dear God, Capcom. No, Konami even. Um, Where but... even
1: is a Castlevania? Like, how do they have this much momentum and this much I know search term this... stuff, but there's nothing?
2: I know. How they've not capitalised on this show is ridiculous. But yeah, and Devil May Cry, obviously the most successful recently of the three. Still, it feels like it's been a while. It feels like it's time mm. for a new thing. So it is really interesting to me that they're picking up shows, uh, picking up yeah, adaptations of video games and turning them into mm-hmm. shows for not the most obvious things. Do you places. have a dream
1: one that if you were like, give me, you hand a certain IP to them and they would turn over in a certain style? Does that mean? I, I know what mine is, but it's because I'm boring and it's my same thing for everything. <laughs> mine would just be Soul Reaver again. It would just okay. be doing really cool inky art style Soul yeah, Reaver where that it's would all, be really and you do. Cool. You know, like the, the voice direction in Castlevania, where it's almost um, ASMR, like everyone is really close to their mics when, when they're recording the lines, especially in the original series. Like, I feel like everyone, you can hear every little thing they're saying. And it's like, it's really, really intense. Um, and I love that. I think you do that with um, Soul Reaver and you have all, the, all these verbal showdowns between Raziel, Raziel and Kane. I think that could be really, really cool.
2: So, Castlevania is actually probably the real answer. Like, the fact right. that I exist continues to blow my mind even still. Other than mm. that, maybe, weirdly comes to mind is I'd love to see someone try something with Silent Hill and yeah. the animated show. Oh, that mm. could be really creepy and weird. So,
1: we've got that. that um- that multi-pronged revival thing for Silent Hill happening. I'm, I'm doing is, a thing with my fingers now, but it's... Silent yeah.
2: Hill Ascension, which comes out in like a week and I don't even know what it is. I think, no, it's I think Halloween. Does. Nobody yeah. knows what it is and it comes out on Halloween, I think.
1: Well, because it's like... Because there's, it's there's like loads. There's like Silent Hill F um yeah. which i forget the name of the dude uh seven i think is the name of the dude who's putting that together it's going to be a very unique kind of take on silent hill then you have the one that you just mentioned which is ascension is it is that yeah. what that one is yeah. which is like a um a community driven story apparently where we're all going to vote on what happens next so we're all going to take part or something um that's i mean i i'm all for like kind of quirky cool or, like new ideas for a thing yeah. I just don't think they've convinced people that it's actually worth no, trying. it's also
2: not. They're like, big Silent Hill revival. We've got a new movie coming out. we got Silent Hill 2 remake. What are we starting with? This weird ARG that we haven't explained <laughs> properly. Uh, I like
1: think okay. the Silent Hill 2 remake didn't go down very well. I like Blue Team, but I guess I get that a lot of people don't. Um, and I get that when you look at the teaser reveal for the remake that they got a lot of the facial animation looks really weird and by focusing <laughs> yes. so much on on the nose trauma, you're missing the point of the entire story that is Silent Hill 2. Um, and there's an argument that they've <laughs> missed it, and you know even from the, the beginning, so there is that. I don't want but... to go
2: in with a negative opinion, but they've got a mount mm. To climb, making that game. Yeah, so. I didn't
1: realize how many how many people didn't like Bloober until that thing. I mean, like I said, fair enough in regards to what they've shown for Silent Hill too. But I think there's a general. I think um, anyone
2: would struggle with it. I don't think it's a blo- yeah. Bloober specific thing. I think you're, it's a bit. It's a tough task for anyone to take on Silent Hill mm-hmm. 2 So. You needed, yeah. like,
1: the original team. It's one of those... Yes. It's always that thing, which is, like, why are we going back to it? And I, I, get, I get that Sound Hill 2 is, like, the, the, the beacon kind of thing, the big uh, the lighthouse in the distance to aim for. But, like, you're not even going to remake Sound Hill 1. That's a weird beat for people coming in, because I, I guess I'll just start with 2. Like, that's going to yeah. feel weird. Um, but, yeah, question from Paul McSoll, who says, now the Activision Xbox deal is done. Should Game Pass owners get primed to see all that content soon? How big of a deal is this in our minds for gamers and Xbox owners? Um, This is a weird one because I just, anything with acquisitions, I'm like, cool, I guess that (laughs) happened. Happy happy for you, I guess. Um, But what are you actually going to do with it? The thing that I need to see happen is free all of the underrated, overlooked devs from their Call of Duty prison and let Raven, (laughs) put singularity on Game Pass, let Raven make new games again. That's what I want. And until I see that, I'm just going to see it as moving a bunch of assets from one column to another in a business sheet.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm same with you. I don't have any vested interest in it because mm-hmm. I don't have Game Pass, so it doesn't really make much difference right, to me right. at the moment. Like if I was to get it, but even then, it's like I don't know. <laughs> I I feel like we're gonna get news in the next couple of weeks about sort of a plan on when they're gonna start rolling stuff in. Mm. Like Call of Duty is an odd one, for example, because they just announced in there that it's gonna be 10 years. Uh, they've got a ten-year deal with PlayStation, so that it can come yeah. to those systems. So that's not a thing. But I think someone asked about basically: should I be prepared to only see Crash Bandicoot in the future on on um, Game Pass? And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I expect you probably
1: <laughs> will. I always loved um, the way the because like Phil Spencer, <clears throat> in regards to how he's approached all this stuff, the amount of like laser beams he has to avoid when he's like talking to people, and the amount of like you know, like, I forget who used <laughs> yeah. the phrase. Tap dancing through laser beams, mm. um, where it's just everyone's trying to needle him all these different things. And just trying to clarify, like, look, are you going to lock down all of these different IPs? Are you going to make it so that people have to get an Xbox? And he's always like, no, no, everything's, you know, feature parity between platforms. Call of Duty's gonna it's going to be better for PlayStation owners, <laughs> etc. Um, however, I always go back to the one time that they were being asked about Elder Scrolls, just after they acquired Bethesda or uh, ZeniMax. And um and he was being asked about Elder Scrolls exclusivity for Elder Scrolls Six and his exact phrasing was that it will be available everywhere that Game Pass exists. And I always took that as like you're aiming to put Game Pass on switches, on PlayStation, mm. and you'll like strong arm or whatever hell term you want to use. Um, other companies into allowing us a streaming service. And then, you know, they maybe get a cut of it, but it's getting the Xbox logo in front of all those games on a streaming service. And I think that's the ultimate play. So even though, you know, they're like, oh, we don't want to destroy other consoles, but we do want to remind people of Xbox every single turn. Like I saw today, um, it might have just gone live last night, but I guess because of the time difference, it's going to overlap with Spider-Man's launch. That sphere thing in Vegas is currently a giant Xbox symbol. Just to sort of (laughs) remind people of, hey, by the way, Spider-Man might be happening, but overlords are still you know we're still doing (laughs) stuff over here i imagine that's the the overall play um and yeah it's it's a it's a big deal to a bunch of business people um and for the consumer it's like if you can afford a, a series s even it is a phenomenal deal um to get access to that archive and everything, but until they have meaningful games from this, like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, we're kind of just in the same position.
2: We've talked about it before, you know, the news cycle mm. of this has just beaten us down over the last few years. <laughs> so even if you were excited about it before, it's kind of like, I just want it to be over with and we can move on with our lives a little bit. And yeah. it's funny because you talk about the Game Pass thing, and we talked about this on a recent Chatty Faces, which you can watch now on YouTube.com. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> For War Culture Gaming, where we talked, we asked is Xbox Doomed, I think is the name of the video. But yes, you know, we talk, and it's been in the news. Obviously, the leak about Xbox's next piece of hardware. Which is quite a surprise in a way because I think a lot of people thought that you know Game Pass was just going to be their focus and they were mm-hmm. potentially going to get out of the hardware market. Like you said, there was several years ago lots of talk about. Well, Game Pass will come to Switch and maybe even come to PlayStation, mm-hmm. and and Game Pass will be Xbox. That'll be it. Like that's yes. what. The, and maybe that's still a potential plan sometime down the road because clearly that's what all their focus is in. Because mm-hmm. they've worked so hard to make this deal happen and begged and well, that... pleaded so much about it. So they clearly care, but I do Well, that's know. the thing.
1: <laughs> that whole thing about like, are they doomed or whatever, was because Phil Spencer himself said that if Game Pass revenue doesn't meaningfully improve, then they'll exit the business right, in 2027. Right, exactly, yeah. That's and where, where like... all their marbles are. <clears throat> yeah, and it's like, there's a report in the rounds at the minute about um, how compared to PlayStation Plus, like PS Plus has 51 million subscribers and I think Game Pass has about 44 or something like 41 or something like that. So it's like... All of this money, all of these deals, everything that's going into it, PlayStation is still beating. That them, is if mad have because PlayStation
2: yeah. Plus is terrible. <laughs> you don't <laughs> get is. anything for that service.
1: No, let's just like I mean, I think the PlayStation's whole approach to backwards compatibility, or at least like allowing legacy service stuff, has been like you said, terrible. And mm-hmm. um, although I do like little things like Pursuit Force, like the PSP game being available on there, things like that, but sure. um, comparatively, it's very, very little. Mm. Next question from Pinky, who says, let's talk spoiler-free Assassin's Creed Mirage. Now, si, I don't think you've played Assassin's Creed Mirage yet.
2: I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game since Assassin's Creed 2, so...
1: Really? <laughs> oh, you, you got off with a very good time. Because it was just main AC2, or did you do Brotherhood as well? No, no, or just main AC2.
2: I played Assassin's ah. Creed 1 on release. I played Assassin's Creed 2 a little bit late. I got mm-hmm. it on rental. Do you remember when you could rent video games? Good times. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, <laughs> um... And then I jumped out cuz I was like yeah I can see the appeal but it's just not for me I don't right. Assassin's Creed does not not interest me particularly You're not
1: interested in like... how Norse mythology is actually a race of aliens? <laughs> No. Didn't know that was a thing. Cool. Now, apparently that's a thing. I, I do the thing is with Assassin's Creed Mirage, um, that's not a spoiler for Assassin's Creed Mirage, that's where we are in Val- in as of Valhalla, yeah, as of a few I years it, ago. Yeah. Um but yeah, that game's lore has gotten ridiculous. Um, you kinda need a certain level of understanding of it to even get what the hell Mirage is going for mm-hmm. by the end. Um but Uh, Pinky wrote in just saying let's talk a little bit about Mirage um, saying it's the closest thing to Unity since that game came out the underground exploration, combat, investigation and multiple approaches to assassinations does feel like AC Unity with better graphics parkour's not as good but you can't have it all um, it's one of those things where um, I loved what Mirage represented, which was just taking the foot off the gas of the live service push and not trying to make everything this giant eighty to one hundred to infinite hour game, and just putting something out at a reduced price point that was yep. designed to be finished and it had a story in it and whatever. And you, know, you can and we can all just get on with our lives. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I, I'm all for like the infinite game if it's great, but we can't do it with everything. And so, excuse me. Part of me really liked that um, I could just get through Assassin's Creed Mirage and have a nice little time. Um, and I thought it played really, really well. And then that was all right. As my life continues. <laughs> this is
2: the closest they've got to even remotely interesting me again. Mm. Because of stuff like that, when I saw the mm-hmm. reveal and they were talking about how, yeah, they were dialing certain aspects of it back. And it seemed a bit of a return to roots. And I was like... Oh, that, that actually looks kind of cool,
0: I guess.
1: Do you remember when um, the run-up to the original Assassin's Creed, there was all that stuff about, like, oh, the different face buttons represent different yes. parts of the body? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I will apologise for anyone listening to me. I keep doing little coughs. I keep doing little noises. I'm determined to podcast, damn it. And uh, my throat doesn't want to let me. So I, at this point, the, the version that will have gone live will be most of the, the big box that I've done will be edited out. But some of them my throat will not let me get through a sentence but um yeah for that stuff you know they had that original setup for how you move through the world and everything i think a lot of fans and i guess me included always hoped for a return to that at some point but mm. even in the original they didn't really capitalize on it where it was like on xbox it was like y was your head x and b were your left and right arms and a was your legs yeah and when you were climbing you were supposed to assumedly hold different combinations or reach <laughs> sounds out to terrible go. doesn't it? They, really? didn't, like, they didn't really do it uh, like, you know, like a good idea No, and it was like in the end you just sort of held the right trigger and pushed forward and everything kind of just did that. So I've kind of just accepted that even from the beginning. And I think Mirage is just here's a bunch of really cool animations that are still like auto-triggered as you go kind of thing. Mm. Um, So I'm fine with that. I think it's just one of those things where like if you want more, Unity had more options for... Um, you could hold a button for it to either like um, go up or down based on what kind of like set of animations you wanted to trigger and this kind of has that but it's not as in-depth. A lot of Unity stuff especially now if you watch people who are still playing AC Unity um, there's an account called N Stealth who um, just does like perfect runs through levels. Um, His run through Unity is incredible like just so fluid Um, and it really shows that that game always had really good animation it's just that we didn't It didn't run well, like, 10 years ago. But, yeah, you know, overall, um, I'm just glad that it exists in the way that it does. I don't think that Ubisoft are going to, you know, abandon the open world. I was going to say, do you think it's
2: indication for the future... I don't I don't trust know because I
1: <laughs> apparently it ha- that's my thing I don't trust them at all I mean I think like we talked about the animated series before and like some of the different moves that they've done into sort of stuff that is not just entirely money grubby and recently across the last couple of weeks or so um, multiple studio heads have been finally been arrested after a year long investigation into some mm-hmm. horrific stuff that was happening behind the scenes um, and one of the guys that was um, arrested was fundamentally responsible for why a lot of their games feel the same and um, he was fundamentally the dude saying no make it like this over and over again and so you would kind to hope that removing that poisonous piece of um <laughs> that piece from the the jenga tower sort of allows the rest <laughs> of it to i don't know maybe be better but um but we'll see but yeah, no, I uh, I think that they still have to please a whole bunch of shareholders. I still yeah. think that, I, you know, I doubt that all those issues behind the scenes are fully solved. Yves Gameau is still there, who That's... apparently oversaw the whole thing. I think a thing
2: that people don't think about, um, and we're all guilty of it, where we complain about sort of money-hungry corporations, is that mm. you can't just stop because of shareholder shareholders. There's just It becomes sort of just the way the company runs and the sort of culture mm. of the company where you, you can't just go, right, actually, we're going to pivot this way. Like mm-hmm. there's so much riding on, and they have so much kind of budget and expected money to come back in that mm-hmm. they can't. They, they, uh, you know, we joke. We're like, "This would be nice if Assassin's Creed head this way in general," but I don't. I yeah. don't think you can, as you say, because they're, well, they're set got, like, up to work a specific way now.
1: Yeah, they've got the overall. In theory, the next big project is Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is almost by name the um, the infinite the launching platform thing. Yeah. yeah, and so like, I'm curious if they have the the. Um, like I said, the platform to just plug all these different campaigns into, do you plug Mirage-sized campaigns into a live platform that is just called Assassin's Creed, and you download that launcher, and you launch into stuff? Or do you end up sort of plugging in all these massive experiences, more like a Valhalla or whatever? Um Because I think that would burn people out yeah, exponentially yeah. faster, yeah.
2: No, absolutely. Like, it, it could almost maybe work if it was like, I know it's going to be an annual thing, isn't it, continuing? Mm. So it's like, if at least if it's a smaller annual experience, and maybe you've kind of signed up for it. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll put a few weeks aside or whatever, a week aside for this Assassin's Creed instead of, yeah, here's infinite things to pick up around the map again.
1: It's one of those things where like the IP itself is quite tired and it needs, um, there's a lot of positive goodwill around Mirage, but it just depends. They kind of have like a, they're at like a split point now, whether they go forward with the the reduced identity, uh, you know, the return to the old school stuff or whether they go back into the open world stuff. But I tell you what, Sai, my voice will not let me... Oh, my God, even as I want to say this. (laughs) Sweet Jesus. Oh, I'm I'm going to leave you in laughing whilst I try and get some water. That was comedic perfection. Oh, sweet Jesus. (laughs) I keep trying to talk. The voice keeps clamming up. Even as I'm talking right now, it won't let me do it. So I'm going to wrap this podcast right now. I thank everybody massively for sending in their questions um, and a much more vocally capable version of myself will be able to do podcasts in the future. But massive thank you to you, Ty, for diving on this. And, um, and thank you all very much once again for sending in all your questions. For now, this has been the Entitled Band of Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Tilford. That's been Cy White. ta And we'll catch you very soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs>